Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boats mending their nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. And at this time, I, I invite all the young and the young at heart forward for a special message. Good job, maybe. Good job, maybe. Thank you. 
Will you pray with me? Gracious God, you are our refuge and our strength, the very present help in times of trouble. Help us cling to you throughout the days of this world. Let us turn to you when we are sad, when we are angry, or when we stumble. Strengthen us by the gift of your word and your body and blood poured out for us this day and always. All these things and all the things of our hearts we lift and pray before you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Anybody ever worked at a job that you just absolutely hate? I see some hands and some laughter. It's kind of like that sock feet in the house rule. Maybe that job did make you happy for a time. Maybe it treated you well or helped you get to know a lot of influential people. But then there was that one day that you woke up and you realized you weren't as happy, you weren't as fulfilled as you may once have been. And so you got out of bed that morning and you dreaded the entire day ahead. And when you got home and you went to bed that night, you dreaded it even more because you knew that that alarm clock was going to go off first thing in the morning and you were going to hate it all over again. Now, I promise you, after four months with you and just coming back from a vacation, I am not describing myself here. Let's just get that out of the way. I'm not. I promise you. But I do guarantee you that what I've just described has fit with each and every one of us at some point in life. Maybe with work or with school or with with life in general. There's just some days you get up and you don't want to face that day. And if that has described you, what did it take for you to leave that place? Are you still there? You see, Peter and Andrew, James and John, we we have no clue what they felt about their lives as fishermen. What history does tell us is that these men lived in fishing villages along the Sea of Galilee where fishing was the primary source of income for the area. History tells us that like any, like any skill or, or trade craft, if you're doing something in a market where everybody else is doing the same thing, you're both good at what you're doing and you're probably making a lot of money at it. And so these pairs of brothers are out on their boat Casting their nets into the sea and and mending those that have been torn by the day's catch. Doing something that they're good at. Making their own living. And a man calls out to them from the shore. Hey you, follow me and I'll make you fish for people. What is that? That these men would drop everything that they're doing, drop their livelihood, and immediately follow some stranger who tells them they're going to go fish for people. It makes no sense. Who would do that? Even someone who hated their job wouldn't drop everything and leave it without some sense of a plan, some sense of security to fall back on, to support your family, to, to support yourself. Well, maybe we would. But again, what makes us do that? Even more so to follow a stranger who says, follow me and I'll make you fish for people. 
What does that even mean? See, the benefit that we have is that we know the end of the story, right? We know that these four brothers follow this man around the Galilean countryside. They witness the miracles, the multiplication of fish and bread, the healing of the sick, the casting out of demons, even the raising of the dead. We know that these four witness the death and resurrection of Jesus from afar and experience that power firsthand after He was raised from the dead. We know that the Holy Spirit came upon them, that they were filled with the breath of life, and that these four fishermen, along with countless other women and men, became the first to take the story of God's love shown to the world in the death and resurrection of Jesus and share that story with the world. And we know, we know that because of their testimony, because of their faithfulness, countless other people have come to trust and put their entire lives in the hands of God through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Otherwise, what are we doing sitting here? We are here gathered in this place of worship and praise because of what they passed on, because of their work, because of their testimony. Gathered here like fish in a net. You see, that's, that's the job. That's what Jesus offered these fishermen in their boats. We don't know why he called the people that he did or, or why they even chose to follow him apart from the work of the Holy Spirit moving in and through them to say this is what you're supposed to do with your life. But what we do know is that Jesus called fishermen to follow him so that they continue to do what they do best. Fish. Jesus calls Peter and Andrew, James and John to use the gifts that they had, the gifts of, of knowing how groups of fish move, the motion and timing of the tide, the strength and the fury of the wind, and to apply those gifts to people. And so God calls each and every one of us to use our gifts, all of our gifts, even the ones that seem insignificant or commonplace, or that don't quite fit with this life of ministry that we share. To do the good and holy work of the kingdom. He told fishermen that they would fish. He told tax collectors that they would collect the lives of others. He told sinners that they would be the ones to witness to the power of forgiveness and wholeness and redemption. And what's more, Jesus didn't just call these people to come and do it alone. He called them in pairs. And He called them to be a part of a group, to be a part of something more and bigger than themselves. From what the rest of Mark's Gospel tells us, that's what causes these brothers to leave their jobs, their families, and follow Jesus. Jesus gave them an offer they just couldn't refuse. Each and every one of us share that same call, that same offer. An offer for a better tomorrow, free from the guilt and the weight of sin. We've been offered the freedom from the fear of death and being consumed by the day in and day out of the mundane. That's what it means 
to be the church. To be a part of something that's, that's bigger than ourselves, bigger than the sum of our parts. Because who we are and what we are is from God. Like these, these brothers out on the boat fishing, we, we don't get the privilege of being able to decide when or where or how that call comes to us from the seashore. It's not a choose-your-own-adventure here, but what we do know is that God calls us from the unknown places and times in our lives at instances where one moment we're staring blindly at a computer screen or listening to angry customers on the other end of a telephone, while in the next moment we're caught up by the loud, profound silence of a whisper telling us that there is more. Showing us that we are meant to live and love and serve our neighbor in new and better ways than we could possibly imagine because we have these gifts from God. So whatever job it is that you have, whatever work you're given to be a part of, whether you love your job or you hate it, God has given you gifts and skills to use to fish for people, to serve in this kingdom of God. Jesus calls us all musicians to play songs of harmony and peace for creation, accountants and, and maintenance workers to care for the physical gifts that God has given us. Jesus calls husbands and, and wives to love their spouses with the love that is of God. And parents to form and nurture and teach the little guppies you have in your homes. It may not always be the jobs that we expected of ourselves. It may not, definitely will not be easy. But trust me, God's calling us all nonetheless. Calling each of us to use our gifts, our skills, our resources to tend and to witness to all people. Jesus' words at the beginning of his ministry are found here in the Gospel of Mark. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the good news. Believe in this gospel. And we can trust that that kingdom of God is at hand. And we are offered the chance to be a part of a life a life-changing work of repentance, a life-changing work of witness, a life-changing experience to know the future that God is calling into being through each and every one of us. Thanks be to God. Amen.